Okay, it's my turn to um say hello to this week. Hey guys, you are listening to the Poor Decision Show. I am Anisia and we are here with Anna. And can I also say actually, last week you were like, oh, I'll do the intro because I haven't done the intro in a while. And then when I actually looked back, you had actually done the intro b- the week before. You want to say something so funny? As what? I was watching it back, I also did have some reflections as well. Not about the intro, but... About what, child? Um... Why are you saying it in the in the towery way? You must say that, that, and I wasn't. I listened back to it twice, and I thought, "What accent does Anissa hear that I'm not hearing, and it's not picking up?" And it was nothing but exaggeration. And I'm really? waiting now to confront because you. When I listened to it, I still heard the same thing. I didn't. I listened back to it several times. Really? I thought, what are you on about? Wow. Well, maybe some people's ears are different. Fine. Okay, like, some okay. people's ears are different. How has your week been? How's my week been? Um, it's been a very busy week. Uh, work was super busy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's Christmas time. It's the periods is always like Christmas periods always super 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 manic and busy. What about yourself? Yeah, same, 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 same. I mean, I don't think anything particular nothing has happened to me. Literally, as in not to say nothing exciting's in. It's like it's literally just been winter <laughs> listen the temperatures have dropped this week and oh the cold has hit me like a ton of bricks it's it has for me i know it's crazy is your nose is still a little pink now like you must be so cold i mean at the moment i'm not really that cold but listen my body has been cold for, for days, days. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've oh, been suffering you've been, been suffering, suffering you've so. been suffering for days i'm this sensitive talking to about child. suffering i think earlier i bent the wrong way and this right knee is really hurting me and I'm God, apprehensive about it because obviously, you know, um, I'm going out after this and then oh. I'm going out in a couple of days. I can't mm. be the slow wine specialist if my right knee is giving out, child. I'm about to stand up and just have to do some side to side stepping. So I'm not happy about it, but it's definitely coming with old age, child. The, the knee is giving out. <laughs> I you say I'm going to let you and your rinky dicky knee. You can't yes, wait. and rinky dicky knee, child. I'm going to go home and put some, uh, what is it, DP? <laughs> Yes, put deep heat or some Voltarol. <laughs> Do you know how old I sound? I'm going to go home, so put some deep heat on my right knee the so the that pain. I, yeah, I'm going to go home and put some deep heat on my right knee so that I can slow wine later. That is such an old people's problem. Anyway, this is such an awful segue. I was going to say something and then I realised actually maybe, <laughs> I was going to say, talking about old people or older people, Um, I was, before obviously I saw you, I was on the shade room and I seen that R. Kelly's released an album for prison. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know called, why I seem perplexed. Called I Admit It. God of mercy. You haven't seen this? I, I, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, you haven't, no, for real, you be serious. I, I don't oh know what God. you're talking about. Even when you said the shade room, I felt like you were saying, I did, I was trying to figure out what the shade room was for a second and then I, it all came back in my mind. Um, I will tell you the track title because oh they're actually outrageous. Um, the track titles. Before you do the track titles, do you want a chocolate? No, I'm not going to have a chocolate because then all they're going to hear is me eating. How loud do you choose? Sorry, as you tell me the track titles, I'll buy a chocolate. Hold on. Where did I see the track titles? I hate this. You know, there's so many of them. Okay, let me... Who's next? Who's next? Anyway. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Are there any features? No. Okay, go ahead. No. Here we go. Track titles. Good old days. I know you got a man. I don't care in brackets. Oh, God, mercy. Freaky sensation. She deserve. 
the last man standing. I admit it. In brackets, I did it. Part one. I admit it. In brackets, I did it. Part two. I admit it. In brackets, I did it. Part three. This is a 13 songs, but I only hear see these tracks, what have you. But listen, I I listened to a sn- sneak. It's not a sneak. I listened to snip a snip, snippet, a snip clip of, of it. And he's basically saying that he's been with older women, younger women, but this doesn't make him a paedophile. Um, but I mean, I haven't listened to the rest and nor am I going to listen to the rest. I was more so intrigued of how did he make music in prison? Well... Do you think that these are just old songs that he's releasing? Because you have to think about it. He's been in the studio for years. He probably has so much unreleased footage, footage um, songs that they can just pull together as many albums as they want to. They do it all the time with dead people. Okay, I, I understand that. But this feels very relevant, like speaking on some relevant issues. Maybe the other tracks, I haven't listened to them, that could have easily been in the chamber. Do you know what I mean? But, but Yeah, some of these sound like chamber. But why is he releasing the album for money? Like, for money. Because also, why would you name the album? I I admit it. Like you're clearly in prison for your crimes. Um, you're claiming your innocence. So what what is this? Is this meant to be bait? Is this meant to aggravate people? You're answering your own questions. It's for oh, okay. attention. It's for clout. It's like it's already going to be controversial that he's going to put out an album. But if he calls it, I'll admit it. I admit or whatever it is. It allows intrigue. So therefore, people are going to click on it or to understand what exactly he is admitting. That's very true. That's very true. Say, the more people that stream it, the more coin. It's all money. Doesn't he, he said he was bankrupt or something, right? So it's actually crazy that he's able to do this because he's that? convicted now. He's, what is, is he? he? No, I'm asking you. Is he? I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't is know. He? I thought like there was a trial at one point, but I could be wrong. I, no, I think there was. Do you know what? I really don't keep up with R. Kelly. I, no. I, I, I couldn't know, you know. Um, but listen. I mean, who's buying the album? Not who's also who's his, streaming it. I'm not. His, gonna stream. Oh, his loyal fans. You know, one thing I did know was that there is um, I don't know if to call them a fan base, but like a group of R. Kelly supporters that were like raising money for him, putting money on his books and stuff like these diehard women. The books, yeah, you know, prison. Uh, so, yes, of commissary. Um, they really, they were really riding for him. So it could still be, it could still be them. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> All the best thing. If you're buying this R. Kelly album and R. Ke- because I know a lot of people have gone back and forth of whether or not they should still listen to his music. But if you are buying this album or streaming this album, listen, no, 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 no. There's no way you can get out of this. This is not a timeless classic. This is not a, you know, a part of like, you know, black music type of like history phenomenon. It's just not it. Mm. So please don't listen to the music. Let me ask you a question. Go on. How do you feel about not being able to knit? What? How do you feel about not being able to knit? And one, one, I can knit. I just haven't done it in a few years. You can knit? Why ask me this question? Yeah, I I did so for years. What are you talking about? I just never, ever finished the product because knitting is a (laughs) long time commitment. Sorry, Annalisa, I don't want to do this to you. You can knit. (laughs) I'm a bit confused why you keep asking me the same question. (laughs) Let me me tell you why I asked you the question. So what the hell was I doing with those knitting needles and the yarn? I'm about to tell you what you were doing with the knitting needles. That's why I'm looking at you thinking, what are you talking about? Sorry. tell me. Okay, I was on the train here and this woman opposite me was knitting and the man next to me 
was so besotted by watching her knit. He was just like this smiling, watching her knit for the whole ride. I was thinking, why are you so happy to watch her knit, bruv? But then, then I was thinking to myself, oh, dang, like all the knitting clubs we joined and everything we did to learn yeah, to knit. And I knew we couldn't happened. knit in the end. We didn't no. produce anything. No, no, so, no. <laughs> you saying that we couldn't produce anything. Did I leave with a final product? No, because it but took But you didn't commitment. even leave with a starting product. No, but I knitted. I don't know what the hell you're on about. No, but I, I had products. I don't know what you're talking about. I could knit. I, I know I, that I, for I a can. fact. Well, let me tell you what my memory gives and then you tell me afterwards, right? I just remember Guys, we joined we've joined several knitting clubs. We've joined several knitting clubs over our life. In all the knitting clubs I've been to, I've never even been able to start anything. I've never been able to knit. Do you know why I don't know why? I've never been able to start anything. Do you I don't understand why you're saying this? Because Janice even bought us um the stuff and we were knitting at home. People bought us people bought us knitting and needles and wool. So I didn't knit at home. No. What I'm saying is, I tried to knit for years and I could never knit, and that's why I'm upset that I can't knit. So for you to tell me now, I, I can only knit. Tell, I can only tell you about my memory. I know I couldn't knit. The my memory doesn't serve that you were knitting. That's what this it is. What I don't understand what you're talking about it because doesn't. I was there knitting, doing the produce. Where were you when you? I, I was, was trying to knit, but nothing would ever come. The wool would come undone. It was becoming no, no, nothing. no. I've never ever had those experiences. I remember getting up to this bit of like knitting, shall I say? But as I said to you, the produce, like doing the knitting, it's a long time consuming thing. <laughs> I never had the time to finish. You know what? Okay then. I don't recall you being able to knit. No, do you know how I know? Because I knew that I could start knitting and I could build it because I never finished a product. I never learned how to finish something as in like finish the other end of a scarf. That's what I know. Okay. I'm not doubting you now. What I'm saying is, let me speak only for me then. My memory served that I that I couldn't knit. After all the years of trying and all the needles and all the wool, I could not knit and I was very upset about it. And watching the woman knit and the man be happy about the woman knitting, I was like, man, I should probably learn to knit again. But I didn't realise that I was here with the knit-a-thon here who can knit, knit, knit. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you can knit. I don't even understand what's just happened to me. <laughs> I do. I don't understand what's happened, but it's okay. It's okay, it's okay. Um. Talking about nostalgia memory lane, um, I was talking the other day um, at lunch at work with my colleagues about old British TV classics. So I was saying to them, oh, have you watched these shows? I'll, I'll bring them up, yeah. up in a moment. They're like, no, no, never heard of them. And I was like, there's only a few years between us. You can't tell me you haven't heard of this. Mm. Yeah. Footballers' Wives, okay. apparently fair, never heard yeah, of. Fair, yeah. Fair. Although Footballers' Wives was a big hit. Bad Girls. Yeah. Again, another big hit. Family Fair, I gave that to them because it got cancelled. But Family Fair was like a soap. Is that a British classic TV? Fine. Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Okay, fair. Holiday Showdown. They said they've never heard of Holiday Showdown they've in my life. They've never heard of Holiday Showdown. They've never heard of Holiday Showdown in always, their life. I have always wanted to grow up and be on Holiday I Showdown. I always wanted to be on Holiday always. Showdown. That was some of the best programming ITV has ever had. Phenomenal. They need to bring it back. Who do we need to write you, to to When bring I explained the premise of the show, they were like, but why would people do that? Why would that be entertaining? Because it's free holiday. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, you get a free holiday. And I also... See. They're going to match families that are going to clash. That's the entertainment, people. At least you don't know like how many times I used to dream that I could be on holiday showdown. I wanted to be on it. I even wanted, even when I grew up, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to be on a holiday showdown. Because <laughs> Damn, I was, didn't know it's I, that I'm crazy for the holiday oh showdown. My, I have, 
honestly, because I think it's one of the best and most simplest like concepts of a reality TV show. Oh, yeah, I mean, it is. Like, just thinking about it, like I'm just thinking about, like even think about like our family going on holiday showdown. I'm sure our Mm-mm. family would pick somewhere tropical, maybe yeah. somewhere like a resort vibe where there's like lots to do, but not but enough to where you can relax and get a nice so vibe. The other families were in the middle of nowhere. Ice. They're either going to have us on like this little dinghy boat going down a canal or camping or ice or whatever. And I could just imagine like us. I mean, listen, we went on a villa holiday with our family. That was very touch and go. So I can only imagine what everyone would be like on the cameras, boat. Cameras, lights, action, holiday showdown. Uh, but do you know what? They should reboot holiday showdown. That is a show they need they to reboot. They need to reboot. To, to Who do we need this? to talk to? Because we are producers showdown. on the low. We are producers on the low. We've watched enough um, reality. I would actually sign up to be, do holiday shows. And one, like you said, it's a free holiday. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, and I'm up for a new experience. But obviously, the ch- the experience is meant to challenge you. So drama will ensue. But I'm up for the drama as well. Okay, outside of holiday showdown, what other reality show do you think you could go on? If you wanted to go on a reality show. I, just in a world, you're going to go on a reality show. Oh, well, you know I want to go on Big Brother. Not I'm a celeb. Mm, although no, I don't, I'm not into, um, I'm not into the whole jungle vibe. It's a no for me. Maybe a game show. I would do a game show. Hell yeah! I mean, we've always spoken about being on Family Fortune with Steve Harvey because we've oh been fabulous. My god. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! Steve is so lucky. I don't live in America. I would go on Family, go on Fortune, family Fortune and get all the cash money. All the what's cash the thing monte? where they do it? Where it's like the two minutes and go. What's that called? What in Family Fortune? Yeah. What's that game? It's at the end of Family yeah, Fortune. Yeah. I don't know if they call it like sudden death or whatever. It's that lightning round thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah something, yeah. whatever. That easy. Boston no, got that. Honestly, I have it. so good at Family Fortune. It's nasty it's how good I would pay for how great. Just, Steve, are you taking international applications? Honestly, because yeah, we were show not being franchised, Steve. What's going on? Although I want Steve no, to do it in the UK. No, no. It has been franchised. In Africa, and I know that sounds weird, but I found a YouTube channel called Family Fortune Africa where okay. it was Steve hosting it okay. with like people in Africa, which sounds straight a weird way to say it. And like Steve and them and everyone. Was it a specific country in Africa or just it's meant to be Africa? Well, in general, it, did, Africa it, it just said Family Fortune Africa, and oh, then hmm. it was American unclear what specific um it, they could have been West African because then Steve instead of a suit was in like um West African gear? Yeah, that's right. I West feel like African. I forgot the, the correct name for it. I don't know. But the traditional uh, West African wear, like the Nigerian wear, but he like made it a bit more. Okay, modern, then like, maybe. The so then why can't it come to, not? I don't want to say Europe because it's continent. continent. Why don't you come to the UK? Well, if they're going to fly you out, I'd rather Steve fly us to him in, a, in LA, I'm assuming, where they film it so I can get a holiday <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and then they're going to have you in the studio in Watford. Fam, <laughs> that part. And I would kick butt. And no offence, I mean, this is not shade to Americans, but, you know, the I feel like people outside of America tend to be a little bit more knowledgeable about more worldly oh things. So I think well, I would have it the in the bag. The whole thing about Family Fortune is the answers are from the people they do the surveys. Yeah, so yeah, as long yeah. as they make the people do the surveys English, that's all right. Although no, I still I, could do the Americans. That's exactly what I was about to say. I could, listen, I'd be so good. But another reality show that I was thinking if I could be on, um, only because I've been watching it, and it's not this specific show, but the format of the show is... I've been watching Double Shot at Love because you have oh, highly I say Flora's Lover, but go on. I don't know. You know I know. Sorry, Flora's Lover. 
oh my gosh, I would kick so many. Be- oh, I'm I'm too good. No, it's no, no, crazy. No. The floor is love. That's all chance, though. No, 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 and, no. Sorry, I didn't want to derail you. And that's what. Chance. No, and that's where people mistake it. No, they think it's chance, or they it think is it's chance. their physical ability. No, it's all mental. No, all no, mental. No, 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 no. no, it's not. Do you know what? Yes, it is. It's also the room set up as well. Because whenever okay, there's okay. that, whenever there's anything circular in front of the door. You're not, don't ever jump on it. No, That's what I know for fact. Yo, you know that for fact in your mental. Not in my mental, me, in the experience. In your mental, because whenever there's something circular, never do it. But there's always, when there's something circular, something else that the other person can jump on, which isn't as close as the circular thing to the exit door. But people mm. always go for the circular thing because it's close to the exit door. But it's the biggest risk and they're not thinking in their mental <laughs> floor lava is strength it's mental <laughs> she's feeling a little bit towy doing Lisa. okay you know what? mental that, that was um, <laughs> i think a little bit is patience and adaptability as well I, i've seen it all but that's what lava. sometimes they i don't even think it's UK. physical strength i think it's canny it's know-how it's canny <laughs> You think it's canny? <laughs> okay, sorry, I don't mean to. Uh, what I was going to say is... Sorry, um, you completely derailed me with this whole floor is lava. I didn't mean to derail you. But people, producers, TV shows, listen, if you're going to bring floors lava or family fortune, please let me know. Because you know they always do the posters looking for contestants. I'm willing to go. I'm listen, willing to be honest. Floor is lava on those I've posts. i got it. Listen, oh. I want the 10,000 pounds. Sometimes I know I'm so, I'd be so amazing at these things. It's like I want to burst. And it's like, I don't even need a team for any of these shows. I could just go by myself and just oh, kill see? it. Mm, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, listen, you got to have a team on the I shows. don't need a team. You I have do, to have a Flora's team. Laura's lover, I do need a team. But I have to be the leader of the team. Nobody moves until what not. I say. And so. we can't, I can't be on the team with you. And that's your problem. I cannot. <laughs> and that's your problem. I need a team that can only listen to me. As someone who knows and has the caddy, you have to listen to what I've got to say. Sorry, I interrupted you. Double shot of me. So people who listen to us fight over Floor is <laughs> Lava. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you tell me to watch Double Shot at Love. I've been telling you to watch um, it. Paulie D and Vinny from um, Jersey Shop. Jersey Shop. Now, the reason why I said, I don't know... If I could feel like I could be on the show and could not be on the show mm. in the sense of it's one of those game shows where like a bunch of women live in a house and compete for the, the love of the bachelor or like that celebrity at the end. Now, I think it's an easy kind of show to go on where if you look cute and do the bare minimum, you can get to about halfway on the show, which mm. is quite good because that means mm. you still get some airtime. But then there's enough women to, if you don't like the man, you don't even have to do anything apart from smile at them. Do you understand what I mean? It's a very like, it's low, low participation show. Yeah, you don't what have you to do? go on the show and do the most. Like feel like you've got to really, really like, get involved. All you, all you could do actually even is not even be near the men, just argue with the girls and get bare camera time. Like I feel like that's, that's a good show to have low participation if you don't want to do too much. So. You know, some people are willing to do the most. Exactly. So that's why it's like, you know what? You want a show which is easy, low participation, that kind of vibe. Who's your favourite from Double Shot I Love so far? Although this is an old show and I've watched it. It is an old show, times. but I'm watching it on Hey You, which I we, I think we've spoken about on this show before. Please, well, get, please hey get Hey You. Get Hey You. I think Recommend I tweeted hey it the you. other day, actually, and it kind of blew up because I'm saying, please, I need everyone to stop struggling and just get Hey You. Please. I'm Although my you. Hey You 
app was being a bit dodge. I couldn't watch my housewives on the way to work this week. Oh, sorry, love. I downloaded it twice as well, so you know Dang, I was vexed. Son. I know, I'm going to watch it this um, weekend. But I think that app needs to be updated because when I was on my fire stick this week, it asked to update itself. Oh, so maybe that sense. was a thing. Anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Who's yeah, your yeah. favourite? I don't know if I have a favourite, but someone mm. who I just think is hot. Aye, 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 hot. I'm season one and two is Maria. Oh, yeah, Maria, Maria she's so is sexy. good She's good looking. Food. She's good, good, good. And she's got a very funny personality. I'm not crazy for the personality, but the the way she looks, the body, everything is bagging. Like as I like to say, she she's such good food. Like so, I like watching the good food that is her. Everybody else, like I don't care for them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care for them. Why? Who did you like, Nikki? I loved her from the beginning. Nikki, yes, from season one and season two, was she passionate? Was it extreme in her emotions? And was it too much sometimes? And honestly, confusing, really scary. <laughs> you are being Yes. However, I am so glad. I've left that to the side because I'm so glad that she got her man and watching them on or seeing clips of them like in family vacation now, it's like she's a completely different person. And this leads me to believe that Paulie, I guess, saw that side of her. Anissa. So. (laughs) I do see the beauty of their relationship now. Or as much as I can see, like, when they pop up on my TikTok and stuff. I'm like, okay, cute, cute, cute. Mm -hmm. Watching the show, you know, I've confided in you that I'm scared. (laughs) That I'm scared of Nikki. She scares me. You need to be scared of Holly, not Nikki. Yeah, Holly is scary, but Nikki is scary because of how I hate to say miserable she is. It just—it's painful. She's not miserable. She's, she's agony. Miserable. She's hurt. She's and you don't think misery breaking. can reside in agony and despair? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm what just are we saying about? she's heartbroken. Yeah, and misery can reside with heartbrokenness. I think the only time I felt really bad for her is when everyone's family was coming. And um, oh, on the family day and nobody, oh. You didn't I was think, crying for her, you know. But even in season two, like, every time she was beefing with, like, the boys, especially, like, Brandon, like, they were just trying to be suck oh, up so poorly and I, it was I, so I, irritated. I didn't I didn't like that because, you know, I never really liked the ratatata of watching, like, men and women get into it like that. Like, I really mm. don't. Um, But again, <sighs> it was just giving misery. <laughs> it's tough. I think I she's think a I'll... nice girl. I love Jamaican women. I think they make a great couple. It was giving misery for me, and that was that. It was giving me a range of emotions, strong <laughs> yet vulnerable, tough yet weak. I can't one of those emotions be misery in the range. Fine. Miserable. Miserable. No, I'm not saying she's a miserable person. I'm just saying those those seasons, she wasn't at her best. She wasn't at so her was best because she was in agony. She loved this man, and she had to share him with other women. It, she couldn't watch that in her own words. Nikki must be your cousin, the way you feel for her. <laughs> no, let me tell you that. Feel for her. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Like, I'm happy that she got there in the end. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Well, I, they do say love prevails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talking about love prevails. <laughs> I've been watching the Harry and Meghan stuff, right? Okay. I guess it's. It's like a Netflix docu-series, is what I'll call it. I haven't even watched the trailer. I don't even really know if there was a trailer. I just started watching it. Daily Mail have been on a hate campaign for days. Of course, of course, (laughs) of course. 
so many, there's so much to unpack in that. Okay, so there's three episodes so far and I think they're going to be doing a new episode drop next week. So, so I don't know if it's like how many weeks, hopefully it's just two weeks because three episodes, an hour long, it, it's already a lot doing of like a lover's blind rollout. Yeah, so maybe on. something like that. And it's just them telling their story so far. So I don't really know what, what the else point is. What I found confusing is I've seen so many, of course, thread pieces, Twitter pieces, TikTok hate threads of Megan. And I actually had to tweet like, what has Megan actually done for these men to hate her so much? I'm this man sure. act like so she started World War Three, that she's like the biggest terrorist or she's running the biggest cartel drug gang in the world. Like the way they go for Megan. It doesn't make sense. And Piers Morgan, this is how I know- beheading you. Let me tell you how I know this man is insane. You know he's on that- well, I guess it's some new TV channel thing. Like yeah, yeah, in. yeah. Why did I see a clip of, I guess, him breaking down some of the Meghan and Harry stuff today? Obviously, him being a hater. And he had a panel. Guess who was one of his panel contestants? I just want you to guess. I don't know. This is such a random. Jamelia. Jason Lee. <laughs> oh, wait, my, sorry. No, sorry. No, no, no. I need you to stop talking for one <laughs> second. I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't what understand do you mean? what you mean. They were so Jason Lee. The, the no, no, no. <laughs> is this meant to be British TV? Is this meant to be British TV? Yes, he was there American. What the hell is Jason Lee doing here? Jason Lee shouldn't be talking about the royal family after the Queen debacle. <laughs> I'm just not even being fun. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Go on. You know because it's just it, outrageous you know, it, how the hell did jason lee and pierce morgan even know each other like that's just like not even to know each other but i'm just saying like i don't even get it like I don't, it doesn't Sorry, make sense i'm actually laughing because it's that whole sense. jason lee versus the, the queen, queen debacle, that was one of the most funniest and insane times of the internet last year i don't know why last year yeah last don't year. know why this american i don't um, know what jason need is to be so invested with the royal family but let me tell you he was there in the little panel four box grids of the different faces, like one, two, three, four. No, His course. face was the one right next to Piers, but he's back in Megan. Of course he's back in Megan. So he's back. Thank God. Yeah, so. he, he was back in Megan. But as soon as I saw, I couldn't even watch the whole thing because I can't stand to hear Piers and I don't even have that kind of energy in my energy. But when I saw Jason Lee, I just said, this has gone too far. Like, this is, what is, what, what, what is truly going on now? Um, but yeah, watching it so far. <laughs> I was close with the Jade though. I said yeah, Jamelia, but obviously you, you were thinking J J Jamie Honestly, I knew that Jason Lee was going to be that spun me. I thought I'm in the days. And the thing is, I mean, it's nice knowing their actual story of like having met and how they fell in love. Oh. That's what the first episode is about, which is great because you know I love like listening to love stories. The second episode talks about like when their relationship is starting to come out and all the how the media I guess started to to kind of turn and then the third episode i've just gone halfway through but there's two key things from this that i just want to talk about i don't want to talk about the whole thing because you guys can go and watch it obviously mm -hmm. first of all this is a side note actually i love that her nickname for him is h she's like me and h that's h. giving me line of duty all those who watched oh, I don't, oh, no, I don't. h big time mastermind criminal we couldn't find out who it was i know megan don't know but the british that public would be like I h know, I didn't know. okay sorry go on uh, okay, so there's two things. One, and I actually saw people 
commenting about this. I think I even saw ZZ Mills comment about it as well. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I watched this, this kind of confused me. So they start to talk about how race could play a factor in the hate that mm-hmm. the media had for Megan. Mm-hmm. Megan basically starts talking. I don't know even like how to summarize this. That basically like she recants this story of her and her mum driving home from a concert, but they're trying to get out of the parking lot of a concert. And this woman basically called her mum the N-word. Because she she said the N-word. And I thought to myself, Megan, have you ever said nigger? Anyway, so she goes the N-word. And that was the first time she'd ever heard it in her life. This is though, she doesn't, the way that she's telling the story, she doesn't seem to be a child in this story. She seems to kind of be an adult. And she's like, this is the first time she's ever heard that word in her life. And she saw how upset her mum was. And then her and the mum drive home and they never talk about it. And um, she basically goes on to talk about, you know, she's never thought of herself as um, like a black woman or like a mixed woman. And like race has never been anything that's ever played a factor for her. And all this stuff, basically. Oh, this is very and, strange. And I... You, you, so I'll, st- I'll, I'll stop at this part of it first that was strange for me because it was like i don't even want to be rude megan but you're growing up in america where race is a really big thing there and not only so that you're you growing up in la in crenshaw <laughs> but you've never heard the n-word it went and like the the pieces of the puzzle don't well, fit it was a bit confusing to me that she's saying that like about like never really think about race your mum is black well this I is don't understand. not saying that that automatically mm, makes you think mm, about race but like especially in america that really opens the conversation up i mean immediately well, i'm confused well, this is this is also where it starts a bit of more of the story starts to unfold and she's going on basically saying that um you know like when she was a baby like um i guess people used to think her mum was the nanny because her, her she's so fairer oh, yeah, yeah. and um she then went on to basically the mum then comes on the mum's in the document the docuseries which i think is actually nice because we've never get to hear from her no, mum and her mum has a very like they look exactly like though they look alike and she gives me the mum gives me like a more chilled michelle obama vibe in the sense of you know how michelle obama is very classy mm-hmm. holds herself together very articulate like you know this is just like a good black woman that's how i feel about megan's mum because like, a good black woman but the mum the reason why I think whatever Megan's saying could be true is the mum is basically saying like, you know, I never had that conversation with Megan that the world will treat her differently because of what, um, her skin colour and what being black is like and all this stuff. And she's like, you know, maybe I should have. And I thought to myself, sorry, I thought to myself, you've never had that conversation with Megan? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I find it confusing because if, People used to think that you were the nanny and all this <laughs> stuff or whatever. I don't really understand. And where you lot are growing, where, you know, you were raising her, the time period that it was at, race has always been a hot, hot issue in America. You're telling me that none of this played a factor. I'm finding this so hard to well, believe. That is where it continues to go on in the, the docuseries with other people that grew up in New Megan. Like, I think she went to performing arts school. There were mainly, like, white and different other people there. But, um... What I've been seeing a lot on the internet and what the people say in the docuseries is Megan is very fair and so a lot of people found her very white passing. So even her first acting agent didn't even know that she was mixed. He said, 
for the longest time, he actually had no idea that she was even mixed. He thought she was like one of those sun-kissed California girls that have some freckles and, and who's like a brunette. He didn't think she was basically mixed. And a lot really? of people- I can see that she's mixed. Well, this is what I thought. I but again, confused. Okay. And so a lot of people in the doc, so I guess people that they interviewed in the docuseries were saying the same thing. And then he basically said, well, then, you know, as soon as he found out that she was mixed, he then decided to start sending her for black roles as well then. But then a lot of the black roles didn't want to take her because she didn't look black enough. They were like, who is she? But then I have seen a lot of people on the internet saying like, Megan is very white passing. Like a lot of people have said that. So, I mean, compared to maybe... Another picture of her. Maybe compared to other mixed race people, I guess she could be white passing. But for me, I, I, I mean, I just thought she looked mixed race, but... Again, that's just me. So I, uh, my eyesight ain't that great. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So um, that was a part of me that felt strange because I like Meghan and Harry. I just didn't understand that part of the story. It didn't make any sense for me. That was it. I mean, okay. I yeah, I know she's very light and white person. No, no, I still see mixed race woman um, to me. But, but they thought maybe she was sun kissed or like Italian. They just thought well, she wasn't basically. I just black find woman. that so. I find everything confusing about that race bit. But listen, who am I to judge? I don't know what was going on with them. I, I find it confusing, <laughs> but I mean, what can I do? That's what I said. Like, I like Harry and Meghan. And um, that part of the story was confusing for me. I honestly feel like <laughs> over all the hate that she gets because for me, it's like, really, what has Megan done in comparison to so many people have done some things that there have been so many offensive things that I've said. I've not seen Piz ride this hard against Boris and the Conservative Donald. On Donald after everything that they've done. They've said some disgusting things. They have done some things that have killed, literally killed people. But you're coming after Megan and it's so confusing because at the end of the day this is one person like let's care about her mental health enough to like back up off her like why are we aggy over her he doesn't give an egg and the comparison photos I saw some comparison photos (laughs) but it's like of his wife like almost 10, 15, 20 years ago that is is actually what sent me it's like if you're going to tell us that your wife is bad and they're bad you need to basically say she's badder than bad in this life now, not in 10, 15 years ago. Because what does that mean? That means nothing to us. If she's still bad, show us. What are you doing? It doesn't even make sense. You know when people kind of be like, what? <laughs> it's like that. there's a clip of Nini from Real House of the Ladder, but I don't know what scene or episode. And she's like, now why am I in it? Because like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, if I was Piers' wife, I would say, hold on, why are you bringing me in? First of all, how dare you even give me a happy birthday post shading somebody else? First of oh, all, yeah, don't get your act all the way together. Act like you know too. better, please. Shady. Second of all, you want to prove to the world that I'm a badina, but you're not posting present day pictures of me. You, I, that's basically an insult. To that me. is an insult. That's, that's a why I'm not bad now. That's basically said, me. yeah, she used to look good. And in the day she looked good. Like, come on. Meg, so Megan insulting. looks good present day. If you want to tell us that your wife is this but the thing, like, do you know what's so crazy his wife looks good now she I, looks I good no 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 she looks great but it's like he he, he clearly just hates everyone but oh i don't know he needs serious help it doesn't make sense his wife looks good so i don't know why he well, would I'm shame her and insult her i don't really know her name um, though no, neither do i but no. the second part of the documentary which made me laugh no this part was actually funny because the race thing was confusing Piers is a super hater but this was funny they get on to now talking about the family and she was saying, Megan was saying that the media, the English media so badly wanted her family, her mum's side of the family to be like 
these heinous peoples. So they were like digging into the family. I think they thought they were going to find some black people in Crenshaw who were drug dealers, gangbangers, doing all sorts of (laughs) big mastermind, low level people. And when they couldn't find anything, that's when they went to Megan's father's side of the family. And that side of the family was given the trash, basically. They still are, which honestly is so embarrassing and so hurtful and disgusting. So they were giving, they were giving the trash, right? Mm -hmm. And so Megan was saying like, she thinks the media really wanted it to be her mum's side of the family, but had to settle with her dad's side of the family doing trash. Now, what's so funny is this is the part that had me cracking up. Megan starts talking about how her sister, because you know her older sister was Mm. doing interviews. Now, there is, she's got an older sister, I believe, and an older brother. There's a 17 year age difference like least amount of time between her and them. So Megan was talking about, she didn't even grow up with them because they were adults when she was growing up. So she doesn't know them basically. That's a big gap. And so anyway, the sister obviously does all those articles calling Megan, saying that Megan's pushy and she's princess pushy. Megan is now like remembering the articles talk about it. Megan's in the side camera (laughs) saying like, basically I'm going to translate for what Megan said. Megan said, I don't know that hoe. I don't know her middle name. <laughs> this is definitely translation. I don't know that hoe. I met her a couple times. I ain't seen her in 10 years. I don't even know this hoe's middle name. I can't even tell you her birthday. I don't know why she's spe- speaking on me. And that was literally what Megan said about her sister. That's so funny. That's <laughs> so funny. I need that, to watch that the real That is basically what she myself. said. <laughs> the real clip. Okay. To loosely say what she said, she basically said, this woman doesn't know her, like the the sister. Yeah. She hasn't seen the sister in over a decade. Yikes. And even then she didn't really see her that much. She said, I don't know, I don't even know this woman's middle name and I don't even know her birthday. That's what Megan said. Wow. I think Megan was basically saying like, if we didn't have the same daddy ho, I don't know who you would be. That's the only reason why I know your last name because of the same daddy. I don't know anything about you. And so I was laughing because I thought to myself, oh, okay, Megan, like throw a little shade. I liked it. But at the same time, that's how crazy. Now. Give me that, a little tea. Yeah, that's not funny, isn't it? It would have been better if she said it the exact way that I said it, but it was a loose translation. She's not going to say it. I don't know that ho. I don't know that hoe, and you're lucky. I don't well, actually, she's hoe. from Kenshaw. I bet she said that <laughs> when the cameras were off. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even think she gives. Her mother doesn't even give that. I don't oh. think give that child. I don't. Because when I think of Crenshaw, I think of Marisha, and I think of Kim, and I think of um, bring it on in it to win it number three. Was it in it to win it? What's mm, number three? with Hayden Panier Solange. I don't know what it's called. It um, must be no. Or all in it. Oh, one of the bring it ons. It's the one with Solange and Hayden Panier, and they go to Crenshaw High. And do Shabuya, sha, sha, Shabuya, and then they're crumping. Ooh, ooh, they're crumping. Do you know that's become a latest TikTok trend? The Shabuya. Is that I saw some really? I saw some Shabuya roll call like old office clip. I thought, oh, wow, this is interesting. They they got it on um TikTok. It's like Shabuya, sha sha Shabuya roll call. My name is Slime. Yeah, I'm mighty fine. Yeah, like I got some niggas. Yeah, but they ain't mine. Like it's just this little cute thing. It was funny. But anyway, oh. talk about bring it on. But yeah, so that's what's going on so far in the Megan stuff. I haven't finished watching it. Um, but. I mean, it's okay. It's not amazing. It's okay. It's cute. So I saw some people saying like, you know, it's so boring. We want to know who 
said that Archie was called Tar Baby. <laughs> it's like, you're not, they're not coming here to spill the tea, people. Come on. I'm not being funny. The way that the British media are vilifying them in this documentary, I thought something else was going on. Nothing. And if they ain't telling us who said Tar Baby or wanted to know how dark the baby was going to be, then to me, ain't, nothing's happened. They have barely even spoken about the royal family. It is literally about these two. So what's all this kerfuffle and the hype? And that's what my point is. It's people like just they want money. Oh, yeah. It's yay. nasty. They need to focus on some real issues. We've got some real issues in this country. Like, let's talk about Prince Andrew. Like, can we talk about that? Can we talk about the people who can't afford the heating, who are doing heat or eat or whatever the hell is it's going eating on? or eating. Yeah. I say it every day. <laughs> exactly. Eating and you want to start talking about some real villains? Like, let's start talking about some real villains. It's actually horrendous. I actually, oh God, I don't even, I want to move on from this because yeah. to me, it's just like, it's just horrendous well, what's happening. Goodness, I, and it turns me off. Oh, sorry. Well, in good news, we managed to outswim the other little fishies and get some Chris Brown tickets. Oh, yes. I was about to say outswim fishies. I, I was thinking of another way to put it because people on the internet are not happy, child. People are fuming. And you know... Why? Because they want tickets. tickets. And you know, he added another date today and it's sold out within two minutes. Yikes. You're not being Another serious. date in London. So he's doing 14, 14th, 15th and 16th. All of them completely sold out. Yikes. People are losing their nuts. This is gonna that's gonna be the concert of the year. And do you know what's so funny is people are arguing saying if you only know under the influence and go crazy, you don't deserve to be there. And I thought to myself, I'm not being rude, guys, but there's nobody in this world who only knows two Chris Brown songs. What dates is he doing in London? 14th, 15th, and 16th. So why am I saying Chris Chris Brown under the influence tour London the 02 17th of February? Oh, maybe he's added a new date. Oh, no, no, no. Is it the same one? No, no, it's not the same one. After he added the 16th and that sold out, he went on Instagram and said he's going to add even more dates. So this must be the new date. This is outrageous. How many tickets? The demand is that much. He must be happy, though. Yeah, so he's... Okay, well, he's added this fourth... Uh, another date, God of Mercy. Uh, is that out yet or no? Yourself. I'm trying to say. I, I don't know why I'm trying to see when I've already got tickets. <laughs> it's just a curiosity in me. But it was like Hunger Games for those tickets. It was. And I was asking um our, really our friend um Carl of the Rated Podcast, go and listen. Um, because he was talking about like tickets. And I said, Carl, is it usually like this? Because Carl goes to a lot of concerts. So you know, we're not concert people like that. But we wanted to see Chris. And um Carl was like, No, it's never like this. Like, this is the this has literally been like the Hunger Games for tickets. Because I've seen people going crazy. And I'm like, dang, like, is it usually this difficult to get tickets? I'm just glad we got tickets. I'm glad we got tickets. What song does he have to for you? If you have to one song that you need to see perform. Oh my gosh, that's one I'm gonna have to think about. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because there's so many. I have like a couple for different reasons. Go on, like this one's probably an unpopular opinion or unpopular Chris song, but I like it. Um, Chris Brown forever. Oh no. Let me tell you why. Mm -mm. I know a lot of people don't like it because this is like pop era. It's you and me moving at the speed of light into it. I is one of the. One of the first songs I think I got on my iPod, I listened to that song every single day as I was going to school. It was in embedded in me. So the song has always had like a special place in my heart. I loved it. But then um, it's also features in that episode of The Office where Jim and Pam get married. Oh yeah, I do. I love that scene. And when everybody, without fail, every single time I watch that scene, 
of everyone going down the aisle dancing to that Chris Brown song to Forever I Cry every single time. Every single time I cry. So that song has like a special part place in my heart for me. Um, I think young me would want to see Take It Down because I always remember those old concert clips. Uh, those of people, that spinning disc, Take It Down. It wasn't even his clips. It was just the fact that he had the internet and the chokehold of men filming themselves, grinding on the floor <laughs> and uploading it. That was a crazy era of the internet. <laughs> and all those guys who did that, where are you now and are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, are they still grinding? Have their knees given out like mine? <laughs> oh, so funny, but that was a but, very yeah, crazy I'm, era of the internet. Um, I'd have to think about the others, but those two were definitely in my mind. Have you thought of any? Um, With you, I just love oh, that I one. I love that. And honestly, it has to be his like earliest stuff. Um, and although I'm going to the concert, I just feel like, I don't actually really listen to a lot of Chris Brown music. I feel really, really bad. But I know once I get there, I'll be able to sing word for word. That's, I just don't actively listen. That's the thing. But with Chris's music, you don't have to actively listen. Mm, it's kind everywhere. Of, it just infiltrates everywhere. So I'm excited. I'm sorry for all the others that didn't get the tickets. Yeah. Hopefully waiting for this, Usher now. this next date will come. Oh yeah, I'm waiting. But I feel like Usher has come to... Like Usher comes yeah, to but London, I just haven't been interested. I never just, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind but of I'll be like, interested next time. You know, like we're big fans of Mariah, but like I just, I've never gone to I'm not going to pay all that for the Christmas stuff because no offence, although I know Mariah is the queen of Christmas or what have you, I know what I'm going to get at the Christmas <laughs> concert. I'm going to get the one, two, stiff, stiff shoulder. And I love Mariah, but no babes. That's I ain't paying for a stiff shoulder. I love Mariah. I love Mariah. I still, when she had that MAC Cosmetics collaboration from years I ago. It. I still use the highlighter from that. I my love the lip team. gloss it's from my the favorite. I love Mariah. I love her. I have a book on display in my house. But the thing is... The book is, was great as well. I told Mariah you to read it. Has, I don't want to become, say, lapsedaisical in her performances, but she doesn't even move now. She just gets the dancers to move her to different parts of the stage. That is true. <laughs> and the thing is with Mariah now, because it depends on if she's been touring if she's having off day bad day because the vocals are not reliable because you can clearly tell like if she's stressed or something it impacts the vocals yeah. you never really know what you're gonna get although there was a time in my life i was addicted <laughs> of watching mariah videos of when her voice cracks or when she's out of tune i remember that time. loved it and i, I like still don't understand do why you liked it i don't know there was just something about it it was almost pleasurable to and that's how i used to feel about watching Gemma collins best bits from the big brother house <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> That was guaranteed to put me in a good mood if I was in a bad mood. I used that, to love and that. And watch Lady Colin Campbell's Best I'm a Celeb Bits. Really? Oh my oh, God. I don't think I've watched that. that I don't think I've even watched that season. I'm no. going to watch it. I never watched the season. That, <laughs> the best bits had me in a spin. I just wet myself watching it. It was just so hilarious. All Dang, on YouTube. I didn't even know that. Um, so I'll tell you what happened this um week. Um... I took an androgynous quiz. I was doing a part of uh, my job, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, and in like in the psychological sense of androgyny, and I'll give you that definition, so you know what work what I'm working with as I move into yeah, yeah. in the psychological sense, sort of the psychology definition of androgyny. Mm. It's about a balance between female and masculine traits, and generally, it, this is all about like behavior. So nothing to do with appearance, nothing to do with if you okay. like sports okay. or whatever. Okay. Okay. It's things to do with like loyalty. It's things to do with um independence and things like that so basically there is a is a there's a famous study um called the bem sex role inventory and basically what she did was give participants um 
criteria of 60, 20 traits male, 20 female and 20 neutral, shall I say. And then you had to kind of rate from one to seven of how true it was for you. Um, although a lot of it was quite repetitive. Like, so for instance, they said there was self-reliant, there was independent and then there was like self-efficient to me mm. that you're just quizzing independence in three different ways mm -hmm. and then there was also like warm and tender affectionate again mm -hmm. all grouped together mm -hmm. anyway they say that if you are androgynous like if you got a high score for both masculine and feminine then you would be deemed as androgynous and androgynous people are like more psychologically healthy because they're able to adapt to any situation like a bit more balanced yeah because they've got more traits or what have okay. you anyway Guess what my findings were. Think about it before you say. I had an answer. What I was thinking about was what your reaction is going to be to my answer. No, no, no. I won't have no reaction. I'm listening. Is it that you are more masculine? How did you know? I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't want to say. Oh, I just knew. My score of being masculine in comparison to feminine was a lot higher. I said, what's going on? I said, what's going on? I, right. I'm not going to lie. And, and it's only the only reason why I think that is because of what they would stereotypically see as masculine i guess you have yeah. those traits like yeah that's if true. we're talking about like you know we're talking about the groupings of the independence and different things like that like you know you're quite independent and self-sufficient and that kind of thing if they traditionally see that as masculine then you'd be aligned with masculine well, that's exactly why i think i got a high masculine score because there's one about like competitive and like, i'm not competitive no. I, i'm really not no i am just not a competitive person and i don't care although someone was saying to me um, you're really not competitive. I was like, no. I was like, I'm a twin. I share things. And, like, and that's what it is. You should have a competition with your twin. I'm like, no. No. I'm Don't not bring competitive. your bad vibes over here, boo. I'm not competitive. Who's, who's but a lot of it was like, things like, ambitious, like, being like a leader, being independent, which they see as traits are as masculine. Obviously, these are things that I am. And that's yes. all these things that I am. And I'm more so of these things than always and i say always because I, I can be these things sometimes but always being like empathetic always being um warm or what have you i'm not always these things however i am always the other things <laughs> i am always a leader i'm always self-sufficient i always but have I mean, a high ambition that, i mean that's and I there's like things like oh like if you're assertive and like stuff like that and i'm i wouldn't necessarily say i'm aggressive but i'm definitely assertive if i i want things or if i'm going to speak my mind i'm going to say it however i also know when to hold my tongue and I kind of wait and, and observe and watch because you know, people are crazy. But I couldn't even believe that I was masculine. I thought I was going to be androgynous because I see myself as a rational, um, well-rounded being. Do you know what it is? You are well-rounded. It's just you're not as much of a tenderoni as you believe you are. I think I'm very tender, softeroni. I mm, think you maybe. are. I think you are. And I think that's a big part of you, how marshmallowy you can be but sometimes there's a hard shell around that marshmallow <laughs> <laughs> and, that's it, and that's just what it is i was shocked that's just that's what it is honey but that's why i just knew it that's why i said oh i already and know love honestly but like it's so offensive that masculine traits are to do with like but you shouldn't see that as a yeah that's why i said that's, like rude. that's why i said the only reason why i think you would fall under that category is because of how they would stereotypically view masculinity mm, and how they true. stereotypically view femininity so that's the only reason 
reason why. But in general, day to day life, do I feel like how about yeah if you're stepping into more masculine no, energy, i wouldn't not. say no i feel like you pretty it's much operate in your feminine but uh, but i don't know you uh, don't know. i mean it's all just stereotypes it at is, the end of the day to be honest everyone is like different or what have you but i couldn't believe it because it's just in the case of like psychology and androgyny i'm saying like i'm thinking i'm androgynous because like i said i picture myself as a well-rounded individual you should but if any of you want to do it it's bem sex role inventory um and you can find many copies of her study and research and you can find out like whether Ooh, not many copies child yeah, you can find out yourself. Do you know what? I'm going to send it to you. I'll be interested to see what you get. And if we don't match, I'm going to be very confused. Okay, so do you want us to definitely match? We're going to come back next week to see if Anissa matches. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to oh give it to her. No, for real. Our stepmom is calling me. She's going to be alive. Okay, anyway. Yeah, let me do it and then we'll see what I come back next week. We might actually do a poll to see where people think I fall, um, in which energy. That might be a good idea. Anyway, let's get on to the poor decision of the week. Oh, because it's all you, boo. Wagwan. Tell the people them. I'm upset. I've spoken. Okay, so I'm doing my bi weekly <laughs> shop online. <laughs> I take my bi-weekly Tesco shop online very, very serious. It usually takes me an hour to two hours just to finalise the basket because of how particular I am. And you could ask Elisa. I very usually long. start off with um, going through the Tesco special offers or club card price deals because I'm here for um, making sure that <laughs> I make the pound work. Yes. Um, it's all about saving money, spending money smartly as well. Um, I'm all about that. So I normally go through. Anyway, I see a deal on juice. <laughs> you buy five box juices for Jamaican, so we say box juices. We buy five box juices for a pound twenty-five. <laughs> I'm like five box juices for a pound twenty-five. I'm calling Lisa. I said, "Oh my gosh, Tesco got a deal for five box juice for a pound twenty-five. I'm thinking this is the deal of my life. I bought twenty box juice basically <laughs> uh, because and I was like to Lisa, "Oh my gosh, and I'm only spending five pounds and I'm saving all this money and this is the deal of my." life i said i've got to get you off the, i've got to let you go so i can call mo and tell him and then i was so happy i was like i'm the deal queen okay deal baby cut to delivery <laughs> delivery comes most like to me what size was the ju- juicy <laughs> order i said what do you mean what size so what size what are you what? thinking what's usually box juice 750 ml i haven't got no bloody clue i don't know what size <laughs> of box juice like i don't know what the hell's going on i said what do you mean what size like juice is juice basically it's this teeny weeny lunch box box juice 20 of them came to my house I haven't got no regular <laughs> box sizes. Not one. Just these teeny, teeny individual ones. And that's what I was getting vexed because Moses is like, oh, well, they usually, he's like, of, why wouldn't you think that they would be small when they usually sell them as a three? And I said, they weren't selling them as a three. They were selling them as a one. Yes. And I've never seen Tesco sell one single, small, single small. lunchbox juice. Why would they do that? So not, I think that it's was trickery. For everybody, it's it's trickery for me. And listen, I'm so vexed because up to now, I'm still we're still wheedling away with those sippy sippy juice. I'm actually surprised that you still have them in your house. That's what they've done by day one. 
no, no, no. Because it's encouraged me to drink more water because I'm so <laughs> sick of it. Because it's like, I'm not going to, why am I committing myself to a whole, even though it's a mini box of juice, I'm not a big juice drinker guzzler. So for me, it's like I've got to commit myself to the juice. This morning, I was desperate for some orange juice. So I had to open it. I drank some of the orange juice. Even before I came today, I'm still sipping on the one carton. It's still in the fridge. This is awful. This is awful. So that, go ahead. That's my poor decision of the week. And let me say something. Afterwards, when it came, I was so vexed. I laid on the couch for an hour. I was so upset because I was like, I thought this was the deal of my life. You did. And as someone who had to be receiving end of the phone of you bragging about this deal, <laughs> which to me, honestly, didn't even sound appealing. <laughs> so I did not even get it. And then when you then called me back to tell me about this whole single small box carton juice fiasco, there was a part of me that was kind of like, not surprised, <laughs> but surprised all in the same token. She laughed. I, she I laughed did so laugh. Hard. I was thinking, this is just so freaking silly. And you were so upset. And I, I literally told her that she might as well start handing the juice out. But you lot are determined to drink all that juice. So I'm happy for you. Are you going to buy any box juices then? Are you going to just drink I'll buy group? no box juice. Not until my next bi-weekly shop. And in the next bi-weekly well, shop, I'll be very careful. And then just start like wheeling and dealing them out. Save what for Christmas? Oh, that reminds me, I need to put my schlur in the fridge. Oh, I had a bit of schlur today. It's my first schlur of the season. Uh, is it first schlur of the season? <laughs> first schlur of the season. There we go. Um, no, I haven't, had, I, haven't, I haven't had my first slur of the season. Oh, you're talking like you're from the, with the Queen, the palace. <laughs> is that the Queen from the palace? You talk like that. Oh my gosh, this is nothing but twin fighting, child. Listen, healthy twin fight. Some of the other twin. Oh my gosh. I mean, we've got to save this for another day, but we were, obviously we talked about reality shows earlier of um, Tia and Tamara's old reality show. Now they used to fight to the. Honey. Started. That definitely is a show in itself. That was a twin in itself. Anyway, let's um, let's get wrap it, it up, together. guys. Anna is on the edge. I'm so on the break. I'm not well, so I really hope I sound okay. I hope you have, but mm. um, I feel like there's been many screaming. I mean, we've learned today, child. She, she can't order a box juice. She can knit. <laughs> And she ain't watched Harry and Meghan yet. Anyway, uh, guys, make sure you follow us on our socials. Follow um, us on the First, socials. I'll do the show socials at yes. Poor Decisions Show on um, YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, Instagram TikTok, TikTok. Twitter is Poor Decisions UK. UK. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Twitter is Poor Decisions UK Show. No, it isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Okay, sorry, I'll be right out. Oh, you scared me. I'm mute. Okay, Twitter was at, at Poor Decisions UK. And that is the show's handles. Make sure yeah. you are um, subscribing to us on YouTube. Uh, like, comment on all that. Subscribe. And then follow us on any of the listening platforms and um, rate us on those platforms as well. Our personal um, social media and Instagrams. Find me on Instagram at Alicia Loves Food. She's not being a menace, mimicking a nitic. Menace to the society. Belly on the edge. Ah! Uh-uh. Funny. She's gonna scare me.